This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Next on Plains FM, host Tina Dakem-Luke interviews inspiring women on This Is Who We Are. Welcome, I'm Tina Dakem-Luke and this is Who We Are. Art is the barometer that measures levels of cultural sophistication. We have learned about cultural accomplishments from the cultural artefacts left behind, many leaving permanent marks on the planet and our landscape, like Stonehenge, the Greek Parthenon, the Roman Colosseum, the Hagia Sophia, the Blue Mosque, Gothic cathedrals, the Taj Mahal, a personal favourite of mine, and even the Statue of Liberty. These iconic structures are pieces of art that communicate important messages about the time, place, and context surrounding their inception. Art teaches culture. It also makes life more enjoyable. Even utilitarian items and places contribute to our aesthetic experience, like the iPhone, Call of Duty even, floor rugs, the Ducati motorbikes, sunglasses, military uniforms, and even the Rolling Stone magazine. Art invites us to look beyond that which is necessary to survive and leads people to create for the sake of expression. Art gives meaning to things. I was in the tannery recently, and I saw a piece of art that spoke to me and made me feel something, and that's pretty special. So today... I'm lucky enough to be chatting with its creator. Hello, Annika. Lovely to have you in the studio today. Well, be it that I'm in the car and I'm not sure where you are and we're both on our phones. (laughs) (laughs) That is the uh, land of COVID right now, isn't it? It is the land of COVID right now. Interesting space we are existing in. It is. Now, I'm thrilled to be able to chat with you and I'm actually really interested in what your background is. So could we start there? Ah, okay. So, um, first of all, thank you so much for having um, me on board today. It's wonderful to talk to you and have this opportunity to discuss what it is that makes Annika an artist, I guess. So, um, background-wise, I grew up on a farm in central Canterbury, Deer Farm, and um, my mother is a bit of a powerhouse in the fashion industry, and... And so I come from a very diverse background, I guess you could say, in that respect. And um, I studied at um, ARA and did my degree there after failing bursary art. I got myself into art school after taking a year off. And, um, yeah, I just trucked along and got lots of artwork done on my own back and got myself into art school. And did a degree in, which was the first intake of degrees for um, Polytech back then. I did a degree in design and craft design and had some amazing tutors who really inspired me and set me up um, as an artist, that, as the artist that, that I am today, like Bing Dor and 
he was incredible. He was an amazing tutor and really made sure that I got a good foundation for my art practice. And with that, I then went on to do a postgrad diploma at Elam School of Fine Art in Auckland in sculpture. And then after that, I went travelling for about, on and off for about 10 years. Oh, so a long-winded proverbial OE. (laughs) Well, I came back and forth. So one thing that I did when I was at art school in 97, oh, I guess it was 99 my last year at at Polytech, I, because I, in in 96 when I took that year off, I first of all moved to Auckland and I was modelling and then I became introduced to the then very fresh um, and vibrant New Zealand um, techno and drum bass scene <laughs> and was just so inspired by this amazing music and um, it was it was quite a wonderful time and then after that I moved back home and having gone to boarding school living, um, I didn't really know my parents so I, I moved home and lived at the farm and went, um, got a season's pass to Mount Hart and went snowboarding, went to snowboard so it was quite a um, contradiction that year <laughs> lots of different things going on but really cool and um, young and loving life and straight out of boarding school after seven years so and after that so long story short um, when I did my finals at um, ARA or Polytech um, I did snowboarding photography as well <laughs> to get oh, myself wow. up the mountain every week. So that became quite a big part of my life um, when I went travelling. Um, I was in London for a couple of years, and whilst I was there, I came and became involved in the um, in, in the European aerosol art scene. And as I didn't have a studio, and somehow fell in with the um, street art royalty over there, and was hanging out with some pretty amazing, epic um, uh, graffiti artists. And some of them have come, come along now to have incredible international careers. So um, it was, and I was one of the only women using spray cans back then. It was, it was um, pretty cool. But after that, I, um, I wanted to go and work in the mountains or something. I um, was feeling a bit... Uh, homesick for some snow <laughs> and a group of uh, pro riders from New Zealand were on tour so I jumped on with them, they didn't have a photographer and that was me for the next sort of five or six years after that I um, was living in between New Zealand and and Sweden and you know, the European circuit so that was quite a good time of life Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, doing snowboarding photography. And one thing that I also um, fell into whilst I was doing that was uh, event management and and working for um, magazines and businesses that that worked um, on putting on park tours or um, I worked for the Alpine World Championships at one time. And, yeah, so just diversifying within that area. And then I moved back to New Zealand... I guess it's about 17 years ago now, gosh, it's um, And moved back to Wanaka, and soon after I met my now partner, Anthony, and and then life has gone on a completely different tangent. So we've had children, and um, and that kind of put everything on pause for many years, as it does. Understandable. And, yes, and um, 
So, but more recently, um, with my art, pra- I, no, I was just ticking along with my practice at that point, um, not really having much direction, just fitting in what I could when I could. The the privilege of just being able to be creative and travel and do all of those things goes away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and but mainly uh, in conjunction with all of that. Um, a massive part of my art practice is my spiritual practice. So we'll get to that in, in down the line, I'm sure. But um, on a practical level, a week before lockdown, I've been working in the corporate environment as doing event management and stuff again. And a week before the first lockdown, I left my job because I was like, I'm so unhappy. This is not working for me. Um, this is not working for the... The happiness in our household, um, you know, I felt like I was missing out a lot um, of what my children were doing and they weren't getting the best of me. And yeah. so I decided to leave and go back to art school to do my master's. Oh, so wow. I had, so I left, um, yeah, a week before the first lockdown and over that first lockdown, that whole time I was doing the um, the theoretical part of my Masters at Ara with 16 no other amazing. <laughs> well, it was actually perfect timing because we were all on Zoom and we're doing a, it was such a small class and so concentrated and it, it worked really well. Like it, it gave, and it gave purpose to the lockdown because, um, you know, every week I was sitting at home having to write essays and stuff. So I was like, okay, my brain was engaged and it started using a part of my. Um, my mind that hadn't really cranked up for a very long time, not since I'd kind of, you know, when you're doing sponsorship and proposals and all these sorts of things for corporate, it's it's a different aspect of writing than when you've really got to dig deep and, and see how your art practice reflects through these other theori- theoretical um, uh, processes. So massive upgra- upgrade to my... Um, to my mental capacity. So really a special, special time. So I'm grateful for that. And and I was grateful that I wasn't working remotely 30 hours from home for a bit, for an event management company that wasn't going to ever create events for the next couple of years. So it worked out very well in that respect. But yeah, so I guess that, you know, that's kind of also how I've developed my career in a way. <laughs> and um, now my master's is kind of on hold. I took a break at the end of that um, semester last year and said, oh, okay, because I'm going to do the rest of it part-time. And I had intended to go back at, um, this term, but I will probably go back in the second half of this year. Just with all the crazy going on right now, it just seems to be a time just to... Let's just put that on pause for a little bit. But I'm still working on my actual projects, um, even though I'm not there. <laughs> so can you tell me a little bit about how you continue to learn? So clearly you've been doing the studying, but also mm. around your evolution as an artist and what motivates you. You touched briefly at the beginning of the interview around um, its links to your spirituality, which I feel mm. I felt in the piece that I saw of yours because it really yes, spoke absolutely. to me sacred geometry and just the colours and the interweaving and the relationships there. Is is that part of what you were hoping to elicit in those pieces? Um, absolutely. So um, circling back on 
it's very much like who are you when you're an artist? What what is mm. what is your voice and why? Um, personally, my spiritual practice is is very much intertwined with my art practice. Um, uh, in that year that I said '96, <laughs> we were speaking about. Um, I went and did my first Vipassana meditation course at that time, and I'd always known that I was, uh, as you know, people would say to me, "You're really out there, aren't you?" <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> as so a yeah. yeah, you know, um, as a teenager, it's like, yeah, I was very much um, looking at life through astral eyes, and that was a really great experience because it gave me a foundation to anchor myself off. And I've just grown my spiritual practice since then. I'm a, um, I've done Reiki Level 3, other known, otherwise known as Master Level Reiki. Um, and I, I generally try to infuse my day with, um, you know, meditation is really important to what I do. So I think having an understanding of that connection between heaven and earth is, and us as the fuse wire in between is a is a solid part as to what I'm trying to express through my work because I'm, I'm fascinated by the fact that um, we are spiritual beings having a third dimensional experience basically and I, I want to somehow express that through my work and, and what that might look like. So um, it's a big question. But the short answer is that my work aims to capture the universal energy force in two and three D formats, um, and sometimes even moving imagery. Um, I wish to capture and portray that which cannot be seen, but we all know exists. Um, mm. The pulse and, of the universe, yeah. so to speak. The and that's no easy of, um, feat because you actually no. achieve that. You know, I, I <laughs> walked into that shop. And I felt it in in your piece, and that's what yes, um, really really drew me into it. Because, for. Yeah, that is not an easy feat to achieve. So, oh, um, well done. That, yeah, yeah, it really speaks to um, yeah. your relationship with your art. Oh, that is just so brilliant because that is exactly what I'm trying to do, Tina. Yay! <laughs> I'm really trying to um, to capture the source energy of all that is. You know the mm. the the vibration and the resonant presence that unites us and by which we, um, law, we are all one, you know, that's, mm. what is that? You know, what's, what's the, a, a, excuse the, um, <laughs> the example, but what is a dead body than the live body is? What's, what's not present? And that's, what is that energy force? And, yeah. you know, we can all feel it within us and we yeah. can all, yeah, and we all know that it exists. So, um, and I just think, yeah, especially with the mandala work that I do, it it really does exemplify, um, yes, the sacred geometry, the um, the patterns that exist within nature, which really show us what that energy is, and. Um, and then my painting work in another way captures it all together differently and as does, you know, my sculptural work. And it's just, yeah, everything kind of is saying the same thing but in different ways and all the different mediums that I work in. 
So what's the biggest challenge that you have as an artist right now, apart from COVID, let's take that off the table, and how are you planning on overcoming it? Right, well, right now the world is somewhat in a holding pattern. Yes. <laughs> and it's a strange and uncertain time. Everything and everyone is somewhat on pause when it comes to investing in things like large commissioned artworks. Mm-hmm. So I have spending this time doing what I would say um, housekeeping, <laughs> tidying up loose ends in my art practice and taking stock of what I have already created and really understanding the scope of my own art practice up until this time. And I think especially because I've been doing my master's and I've had amazing tutors really pushing me to go, okay, look, you know, I know you've done all of this stuff in the past, but who are you? Mm. So that's been a really wonderful time. I just think the timing of doing this um, Masters of Creative Practice right now is, is um, you know, because I felt guided to leave my job. Um, it was something that I just knew had to happen and I kind of, um, in my meditation work, really just, it came through very clearly to me that that's what I needed to do. And I was like, okay, this just seems like a really economically stupid idea. <laughs> okay. Um, but, and so I, but I did. And it's been a real privilege to have had the space to reflect and um, dive deeper into what I am trying to explain. And I think with all of um, what's happening on the planet right now, we really are experiencing global awakening yes. and shift. And we can't deny that. It's happening. What and I can um, feel you expressing so beautifully is that even through your meditation and what's going on around us, you listened to yourself and you were invited to pause and take an inward breath in your life. Because I, I um, expect as an artist, your creativity comes in the breath out. But you can't breathe out if you don't really pause long enough to breathe in. And it feels like this is the gift you're giving yourself right now. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, I think you can't have one without the other. Mm. And I think um, you can't do anything effectively if you're not um, uh, being holistic, having a holistic approach to the whole thing, which is what being whole, you know, we can't... We can't um, survive on one form of breath only. <laughs> you know? No. Um, so I, I think for a long time I hadn't been listening, and um, and that was one thing I do know about myself. If I'm not in balance with with my creative and spiritual practice, then other aspects of my life blow out. So mm. um, yeah, I. Yeah, honouring that is is it's hard because we mm. still live in this material world that requires us to have an income and pay a mortgage and you know get kids to school every day and things like that. But that is um, so true. So how do you navigate the art world? Because you've you've almost got a foot in two camps. Because as an artist, it's in by through, isn't it? You're you're working in your art, you're creating something, you then are um, taking it away from yourself and engaging with an audience, and then it's also mm. you know in a business capacity as well. That's a lot to navigate. It is, it is, and I think that's probably another reason why I had um, at 
at that point where I, when my kids were little, I was like, I've got to go to get a normal job. You know, I've got to give this a shot. <laughs> you know? yeah. And and to come to understand that, no, that's not right for me right now. Um, but it was really great to learn all those skills and know that I could actually function in that environment. And um, and I loved it. I loved working with other people and I loved creating events and and working on project management and all those sorts of things, which was really great to understand. You know, I have this other skill space, which um, it, as an artist, you, there is that myth of, oh, you're just an artist. Well, I came to understand that I'm so much more than that through having those roles. So that was awesome. But navigating, backing, certainly, um, back to your question, navigating the art world, I've always found extremely tricky because I I'm quite nervous around all those people, you know, mm. who are movers and shakers in the New Zealand art scene. It's quite a, it's a tight community and and lots of amazing people running it um, and involved with it. I'm just not sure I'm, I'm equipped with the... Uh, lack of a better word, balls, just to go in and <laughs> front up um, and say, hey, look at me, because, um, you know, I just, I'm very involved in, in my process. And I think a lot of artists must, might feel the same way. Yeah. Um, so that's a tricky one for me. So I've, I've learned to uh, uh, navigate that <laughs> over these many years. And in recent times, um it, like extremely recently, for example, a girlfriend of mine who you'll probably be aware of, Melissa Sharpton, who's an incredible <laughs> photorealist artist. She's one of my closest girlfriends. And we have decided to join forces and start our own art leasing business. And and the yin and yang that we are as friends really just brings a a, a different flavour to operating in the art world. It's like, well, we don't really... We, we're not, you know, the gallery system is somewhat defunct in COVID times. It's, yes. it's a really, it's just not functioning that way. So, you know, the online thing is great, um, but it's really hard to get yourself seen in a, in a sea of websites. Um, social media is good, but you've really got to put a lot of effort into pushing yourself forward on social and create a personality around that. And that's an, it's another form of, like, am I pushing my personality through yes. social media platform? Is that who I am as an artist? I, was like, I just mm. like creating beautiful things. Yes. <laughs> um, having a narrative around it so that people think that there's this person behind it as well. It's just like, wow, that's just, it's a different kind of person altogether as well. So um, yeah. but anyway. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot I, of effort and a lot of energy required to do that too. Absolutely. You know, just even me just um, focusing on what I'm trying to achieve through my masters is like that's enough for me right now. <laughs> and it's enough reading and getting down that rabbit hole. So um so but the Art Boss thing is very exciting. So we've created this business called Art Boss Art and just looking to um create something together where we can, you know, use our independent camaraderie and get our works into place places like uh, commercial business spaces, um, apartment buildings, developments, hotels, all those sorts of things. But we're still in the um, 
in the beginning stages, Missy's already got us a few clients down in Wanaka in Otago, and we'll soon be, you know, looking to grow that throughout the rest of the South Island. A few people are doing it in Auckland already, so, you know, we've no one's doing it down here really in the way that we hope to do so. And once we get a bit of traction there, we hope to be able to start investing in other artists and and basically create a, a catalogue and a library that we maintain ownership of, but that can be um, leased out to different environments and seasonal and and create different projects and more than anything, create an income stream that takes the reliance off our own personal creativity. And I think that's mm. something that's really important as an artist is yes. having this financial um, uh, reliance on being an artist is really it can actually kill it. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, and you just got to have fun with it. And I think when we, you know, we're in our 40s now and we're just like, okay, well, come on, let's just let's have some fun here and do it together because we'll have so much more fun doing it together than on our own. So that's it how we've, yeah. It has traction and wheels. And I love uh, the idea that you're bringing beauty to grey spaces. You know, we often think of those yeah. corporate environments as a bit blah and grey. And yeah. uh, in the last few yeah. years, people have started like renting pot plants or whatever to add a little bit of life yes. into those environments. But yeah. And art is the, is the next addition. And I know that, you know, in my office at home, I feel so much better doing my office work if I'm surrounded by beautiful things. Absolutely. I completely agree. And, and bringing in that vibrancy and also giving clients the opportunity to say, well, we've changed our decor, can you come and, you know, um, can we change our workout? You know, so it's a, it's yes. a subscription-based model in the sense that it'll allow people to have the option to change things without having to invest in really expensive artworks or, you know, just get cheap prints from Kmart or whatever, you know. It's like we want to find a medium so people can afford to have beautiful things that... Um, are not going to set them back or that they feel compromised by. Um, you know, we can't all have grand Sydney's and hoedery pinging in their house. No. You know? <laughs> so, it'd be nice, but you know, the reality... It'd be nice. Mm. <laughs> nice, but... Uh, it's never enough time. I've thoroughly enjoyed chatting with you. Can you let the listeners know how they can get in touch with you or see some of your pieces? And I would love to have you back on again with... Um, your new work colleague to discuss this new idea because yeah. I can just see how important this is. Oh, that's so exciting. So um, my personal website is anikaart.com, which is A-N-N-E-K-E-A-R-T.com. So, yeah, my name is not spelt the normal way you'd spell. I guess it is. Yeah, it's my way of spelling Anika. And... Um, and then Missy and I, our business is artboss.art, and that website is also up. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. It's been an absolute treat. Now, I'm just going to wrap up quite quickly because I see a big truck coming my way. So in COVID times, <laughs> I, I hope the listeners haven't heard uh, too many foreign noises <laughs> as I've been sitting in the car. This is going to be my new normal for a wee bit. Um, but I'm really thankful that people still want to chat with me in my car and my phone. And um, oh, thank you for taking the time thank today. Thank you so much, and Tina. Let's meet in person because I, I want a piece of your art. And Are I you going to have to come over for a cuppa? Cuppa <laughs> uh, I can do. So thank you. And kia kaha Christchurch. Take care. We may be in for 
a bumpy few months, but together we can ride this out and, uh, yeah, find the beauty where you can in the space each day. Kia kaha.